Hello, and welcome to the Happy Hangout Podcast with Christy Darty. So each week I do devos and doodles, which is a devotion, and then I do doodles on Facebook. However, this is a podcast, so we will just discuss the devotion here. And if you want to get creative and uh, do some lettering, then you can go find the replay on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Hey, could you take a moment to go leave a review for the podcast? That would be amazing so other people can know they definitely want to listen to. Let's get started. Let's just go ahead and start with a word of prayer, okay? Heavenly Father, we come to you today and just thank you and praise you for loving us, for giving us the gift of life, um, for being able to connect with each other all over the world, Lord. It's just such a blessing to be able to honor you with others. And Lord, I just ask you to speak through me today as we talk about tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, what that means. Um, Open up our hearts and understanding to what that means. Um, In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so um, let's talk about taste and see that the Lord is good. What was really sweet is when my daughter was about six years old, she learned this in school and she would just repeat the whole thing. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And she could just keep going and going and going. And I was just like, I love that. And I wasn't even super familiar with what the scripture was. Like I didn't, it wasn't something like, you know, John three sixteen that I'd heard my whole life. So this is um, from the uh, Proverbs 31 website, which I love. So the, the lady that wrote this is Katie McCowan, and she talked about how her, uh, her daughter had an accident. Um, she was trying to um, be like her big brothers and ride her bike down a hill and ended up um, breaking her jaw. And so to help her heal, they sealed her jaw shut. I can't imagine. I don't know if y'all have ever dealt with that, but oh my gosh, I love food too much. And the wires clenched her teeth together to provide provide stability for her bones and reduce the risk of greater trauma. Her new normal demanded a liquid diet. Anybody been on a liquid diet? I remember my dad back in the 80s being on a liquid diet. The task of finding one meal for my daughter to drink much less three weeks worth of meals left me concerned. A six-year-old y'all trying to feed them, you know, liquids. She walked up and down the grocery store trying to get ideas. She said, you know, could we blend this? Could we blend that? Ugh. <laughs> but I know some people have to. I know sometimes, um, and you know, sometimes we're just thankful that we can eat no matter if it's liquid or whatever. So don't hear me wrong that, that I'm not thankful that you could still um, you have liquids to get you through life, right? But if you have a choice, uh, she the first thing she she the first meal that she served her daughter was called pizza drink. Okay, it was really just tomato soup. <laughs> but anytime you can add pizza to the title, sounds so much better. I don't know about that for liquids. I mean, I'm just saying. After a few days, we landed on her favorite breakfast drink because it was um. It was pink, and that's her favorite color. It's called. She called it pink drink. I guess that's before Starbucks called it pink drink, right? And it immediately became a staple. She liked most sweet, fruit-filled drinks, but after a few days of mostly fruit smoothies, her new diet began to take a toll on her body. She felt dizzy and emotional, and her already lean body grew even thinner. 
We tried heartier drinks like chicken soup and chocolate peanut butter shakes, but she didn't want them. She practically begged. We begged her, but she would not drink them. Maybe she didn't like the color. Maybe she didn't like the smell. Maybe she thought it was too thick or too thin. I don't really know, but somehow she came to the conclusion that the new drinks weren't any good and she wouldn't drink them. Our key verse highlights a different kind of goodness. One, not for our stomachs, but for our souls. I'm afraid that much like my daughter made up her mind about the her liquids before they ever touched her tongue, we too can form opinions about God and his goodness. Then when tragedy strikes or life shatters our expectations, we don't take refuge in the Lord or his goodness. When the worst case scenario plays out or our future feels hopeless, we turn to what's familiar even if it fails us. For me, familiar means working harder. When chaos swirls around me, my instinct is to think longer, talk more, stay up later, and talk faster. I want to lean in to myself. I think that's very common. But we first want to take care of it ourselves before we let go of it. You know, we think, I can control this. I got this. She said, all while my Bible sat close to me on the table, as the words tucked into the pages beckon me. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. This is Psalm 34, 8. After days of failed attempts to convince my little girl to sip something new, we finally found an answer. One night she decided that she loved blended chicken pot pie. <laughs> she took one sip and she was hooked. Hallelujah. I have no other explanation than we prayed desperately for God to help us nourish her during this time. She drank a lot of chicken pot pie over the next few weeks, and the more she drank, the less she complained of feeling dizzy or tired. She tasted and she saw what we prepared for her was good. To taste God's goodness, we must first be willing to try, because tasting is something no one else can do for you. Sure, I can take a bite and tell you how wonderful it is, but you have to taste it for yourself to know. So let me do just that, friend. I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. He's better than anything I've ever tried, and he's left me so full, I don't need to try anything else. If I could sit across the table from you right now, I'd slide God's word your way and say, you have to try this. Our good, gracious, and unmatchable Lord, you are good. Forgive me for ever seeking to satisfy my soul somewhere else. Thank you for your continual pursuit of us, beckoning us to taste and see all that awaits us when we take refuge in you. Help me today to turn to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So that's the scripture we're going to do today. I love that. And I love that my daughter would, would just recite it over and over. And I it, it, think of a little six-year-old how we make so many impre impressions on them but how we can learn so much from them. It just, I just feel so, so blessed that she could talk to me in that way. She could witness to me in that way, just by repeating the little scripture and her little six-year-old heart, innocent little thing. As we wrap up the podcast, I want you to think about what we talked about in the devotion and how can you apply that to your life today? What are the things maybe that God was speaking to you about today? So I want to leave you with my favorite scripture, Matthew 5, 16. Let your light shine before others so they can see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Don't miss your opportunity to be the light in someone else's life today. 
Have a good one. See you next week.